Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Holly Frontier Cheyenne Refining versus Renewable Fuels Association. Certiorari to United States Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. Argued April 27th, 2021. Decided June 25th, 2021. When Congress created the Renewable Fuel Program, RFP, requiring most domestic refineries to blend renewable fuels into transportation fuels they produce, see 42 U.S.C. Section 7545-01 Cap J and 01 Cap L, and 02 Cap AI. It added features designed to lessen the impact of the program's mandates on small refineries. At the outset, Congress created a blanket exemption from RFP obligations for all small refineries until 2011. Section 7545.09 Cap AI. Congress also directed the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, to extend the exemption under Clause I for at least two years if the RFP obligations would impose a disproportionate economic hardship on a given small refinery. It's um, Section 7545.09 Cap AII. Finally, Congress offered the possibility of further relief in future years by providing that a small refinery may at any time petition for an extension of the exemption under subparagraph Cap A for the reason of disproportionate economic hardship. That's Section 7545.09 Cap BI. Here, three small refineries initially received an exemption, saw it lapse for a period, and then again petitioned for an exemption under subparagraph Cap BI. EPA granted the exemptions, and a group of renewable fuel producers objected. The Tenth Circuit vacated EPA's decisions, concluding that these small refineries were ineligible for an extension under subparagraph B, uh, Cap BI because they had allowed previous exemptions to lapse. Uh, Supreme Court held the decision below is reversed, and Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion. A small refinery that previously received a hardship exemption may obtain an extension under Section 7545.09 Cap BI, even if it saw a lapse in exemption coverage in a previous year. The key term here, extension, is not defined in the statute. Sometimes it can refer to an increase in time. Um, that's from the Oxford English Dictionary. Other times, it can, be, it can refer to the act of offering or making something available, such as the granting of a benefit. That was the same. Here, three textual clues show paragraph cap BI uses extension in its temporal sense. First, subparagraph cap AI's initial exemption is described temporarily as lasting until the calendar year 2011. Second, subparagraph cap AII's exemptions is also described temporarily, authorizing EPA to extend the exemption under cause, that's I, for a period of not less than two years. Finally, subparagraphs Cap AII and Cap BI share an identical title, except extension of exemption, underscoring the likelihood that the two neighboring provisions use the term extension in one consistent sense. 
Subparagraph B, cap B, I's temporal, temporal use of extension, however, does not require unbroken continuity. The Tenth Circuit erred by imposing such a requirement here and concluding that the small refinery is permanently ineligible for an extension once an exemption lapses. The plain meaning of extension does not require unbroken continuity. Dictionary definitions contemplate the possibility of resumption after an interruption. Federal rules permit litigants to seek and courts to grant an extension of time even after a lapse. See um, 28 U.S.C. Section 2107C, Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 6B1. And recent federal statutes provide an extension of benefits that previously expired months or even years earlier. See uh, Public Law 116-260, Section 203, and several others. A different statutory context might make for a different outcome. For example, where Congress uses modifying language requiring an extension to be consecutive or successive, see, for example, 8 U.S.C. Section 1184G 8 Cap D. But the statutory context here confirms the best reading of subparagraph B I does not require unbroken continuity. The absence of any consecutive or successive language success suggests exemptions need not follow one another without interruption. By authorizing small refineries to seek a hardship exemption at any time, subparagraph cap BI points to an expansive meaning that invites small refineries to seek hardship exemptions in different years as market conditions change. In subparagraph A, the immediately preceding paragraph, contemplates extension of exemption coverage even after interruption. See uh, 42 U.S.C. Section 754501-K-O-9-Cap-A-I and O-9-Cap-A-I-I. Before the Tenth Circuit, EPA pressed a similar argument by pointing to a 2014 regulation. That's 40 CFR Section 80.1441-E. 2-I-I-I, and asking for, a, asking for deference under Chevron. Because the government is not invoking Chevron now, the court declines to consider where, whether any deference is due. Respondents contend the statute establishes a general sunset per, uh, scheme and that any exemptions were meant to end rapidly. They note that subparagraph cap A is titled Temporary Exemption, that it was permitted to expire in 2013, and that subparagraph cap BI speaks of extending the exemption under subparagraph A. Context, however, suggests subparagraph B is not part of uh, subparagraph cap B is not part of some sunset scheme. Subparagraph cap AII's exemptions did not have to expire in 2013. They could have lasted indefinitely. Subparagraph cap BI's at any time language expressly contemplates exemptions beyond 2013. That looks nothing like ready-made examples of sunset schemes which Congress eschewed here. For example, section 2247D through 7FB. Finally, 
even on respondents' reading, a small refinery, refinery with an unbroken record of failing to comply with the RFP may continue to seek and obtain extensions forever. In an appeal to public policy, respondents argue that subparagraph Cat B was adopted to funnel small refineries towards compliance over time, and that enforcing a continuity requirement helps advance that goal. Consistent with that view, the Tenth Circuit concluded the number of small refinery exemptions should have tapered down over time. Petitioners counter that the statute seeks to increase production of renewable fuel while offering an annual safety valve for small refineries. Neither the statute's text, structure, nor history affords sufficient guidance to choose between these competing narratives and metaphors. Instead, the analysis can be guided only by the statute's text, and that nowhere commands a continuity requirement. The decision below is reversed. Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Breyer, Alito, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Barrett filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Sotomayor and Kagan joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find a PayPal link in the show notes. Um, if you're interested in uh, agricultural or shale law and shale law specifically, find the Penn State Shale Law podcast on any podcast source. Uh, 